0: hi guys and welcome to the atlas weekly recap hosted by me mitchell kelsey where i'll look to cover the events of the week ending friday may 12th 2023 in this week's episode i'll be covering last friday's u.s jobs numbers we'll also look at the latest cpi numbers in the united states for for an update on their inflation situation Lastly, I'll touch on some of the key announcements in this week's federal budget, which could impact financial markets. So let's get into it. Let's start by looking at the US employment situation. So last Friday saw the US Bureau of Labor Statistics report that 253,000 jobs were added to the US economy during the month of April. As measured by what's referred to as the non-farm payrolls. So effectively this, this non-farm payrolls measures the the number of workers in the US, but excludes those in the, the farming sector, uh, non-profit employees and active military as well. So it basically covers 80% of the about 80% of the US workforce. It might seem a bit odd that they exclude farmers, uh, but this is this is really just due to farm work being you know highly seasonal and therefore it's 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 excluded, sorry. Uh, to provide a a bit more of an accurate reading. And with the latest numbers released on Friday, this uh, also saw the US employment rate remain unchanged uh, at its historically low rate of 3.4%. And while the market was expecting only about 180,000 jobs uh, to be added through through April, um, the the share market still closed up and this was mainly helped by some strong earnings results from the, the day before on Thursday. That hadn't been priced into the market so uh, i was talking about um apple for example last week and we also had a rebound in the share price of some of the the regional banks so that sort of helped the the market staying on the us uh, this week also saw the release of some fresh cpi or consumer price index numbers in the united states which uh, showed that inflation rose by 0.4 percent in the month of april And this takes the annual rate of inflation in the US to 4.9%. So it's come down from the annual rate of 5%, which was the the annual rate a month ago. And if we look at some of the the major contributors to the inflation in the month of April, so shelter or or rents, rents continue to be a headwind um, in bringing CPI down in, in the US and was the largest contributor this month. Followed closely by increases in the price of used cars and, and, and trucks, and um, gasoline as well was a, was a large contributor in the month of April. And this month, increase in the CPI point four percent was very much in, in line with the market's expectations. And so the market reaction was was relatively subdued. Where we did see the the S and P five hundred, it, it did close down uh, about 04 percent uh, on. On Wednesday and the the Nasdaq was also down about 0.46% moving away from the US now and looking more locally here in Australia probably the the most notable uh, I guess event uh, if you can call it an event that happened this week was the release of the of Australia's budget and this was handed down by Jim Chalmers and it's his second budget since uh, Labor were elected to power last last year and i mean the good news for the budget was they're actually projecting a a surplus for this current uh financial year of of about 4 billion and this is just due to mainly due to an increase in personal tax revenue uh with the you know historically historic low unemployment rate so we got a lot of people you know in in work that you know naturally generate some more personal tax revenue and also an increase in, in revenue from higher commodity prices as well. So with the invasion of uh, Russia into Ukraine, that sort of has sent um, commodity prices a lot higher over the last twelve months. So that's um, allowed the government to, you know, recoup a lot of tax revenue from from those uh, higher commodity prices as well. And I'll just note too, this is the first surplus in in fifteen years as well. So in terms of some of the the main budget announcements uh, there was about fifteen billion over four years in cost of living support for mostly low to, low to middle income households and this is due to some job seeker and, and rent assistant increases uh, there were also some some good measures in there to help boost uh, housing affordability and this is through some tax changes to 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 uh, to boost um, build to rent uh, housing which is effectively these uh, businesses that, you know, they, they build, uh, build buildings with the purpose purely of, of renting them them out. So there were some tax changes uh, that make it, that incentivize them a little bit more and uh, also some wider access to this um, home guarantee scheme. So essentially the home guarantee scheme allows first-time buyers uh, to, essentially the government will, will guarantee part of their deposit so they can, you know, buy a property with a smaller deposit and they've, they've relaxed the rules around this a little bit more as well. So they no longer require a, a de facto relationship to be eligible for the scheme. There's some rules around, you know, for example, our brother and a sister could potentially um, access this, this scheme now. And also, they've they've opened it up to individuals who maybe haven't owned a property for, for ten years. And you know, previously it was it was a case where it needed to be your first property. Where now they're saying that they've they've opened it up to individuals who haven't owned a property in the last ten years. And I mean, these are definitely good good schemes, but it doesn't really help the housing supply immediately. Uh, you know, in, in the next twelve months. And it's probably going to be offset by the high levels of immigration that we've we've got here in Australia at the moment. So I think it's estimated a, another 400,000 um, individuals will be immigrating to, to Australia uh, this year. And I mean, so overall, there, there's val- valid arguments to, you know, to the view that the budget is inflationary, uh, as in, you know, this, this spending is going to fuel inflation which is uh, of of course not what we want but there's also views i mean arguments to, to the view that it wasn't inflationary and the the government has been conscious of what they're they're spending um this year and and into the, the the next couple of financial years as well and we also saw some revisions to the government's forecasts on the economy from what they were previously so last uh, last October they they had some forecasts in the budget for, for October 2022 and they've they've revised them again this month so might just take a look at some of those forecasts so if we look at the the government's forecast for inflation for example they expect it to finish uh I guess at the end of this current financial year to be at about six percent uh next financial year so 30 by 30 June 2020 they expect inflation the red, the headline rate of inflation to be 3.25 and then 2.75 uh, into 2025 uh, real GDP they, they expect for this financial year to be 3.25 percent and then slowing to 1.5 percent in in 2024 and then it's lifting again to 2.25 percent in the 2025 financial year so uh that was expected. I mean we it was you know most it's it's in most economists' uh forecast that you know real GDP is, is is expected to slow next financial year and then lift in uh the few the financial years thereafter. Uh there's also some uh, estimates here on uh the unemployment rate. So right now the, the unemployment rate is expected to be to remain at 3.5% this financial year and then it's expected to increase to 4.25 percent by the end of next financial year 4.5 uh in the 2025 financial year and it remain at about that 4.5 percent level and that is is naturally what the the rba is is wanting to see it as well but you know before it uh really is is said and done with um though these these current interest rate hikes and you know 4.5% is pretty pretty good for, for most you know, economies. Like if you've got an unemployment rate of less than 5%, it, it normally means that the economy is um, in a good position. What's important to note as well is that the government revised, it did revise up its medium term iron ore price assumptions. Um, so I think in the previous budget, they had estimated the price of iron ore per ton would be about $50. They've revised it up to US $60 a ton which is quite interesting because, you know, right now the price of iron ore is $105 a ton. So there's definitely still a potential upside, um, you know, source of revenue there for, for the government over the next 12 months. In terms of a market route for the last week, the ASX 200 is up 0.8%. The US S&P 500 is up 1.71%. The Eurostox 50 is up 0.53%. The UK FTSE 100 up 0.36%. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong is down 0.49%, and the Australian dollar is, is pretty well flat over the last week. It's up about 0.05% from, from Thursday last week. Uh, looking to next week, there's, there's plenty of data on Australia's employment situation, which the, the RBA will be pl- paying uh, close attention to. So these data points include the wage price index, uh, which we'll get on Wednesday, and the unemployment, the, the latest unemployment rate. So we'll get that data on Thursday. I also just wanted to make mention that myself and uh, my colleague uh, Brett Evans will be hosting a webinar next week on Wednesday, where we'll look to unpack the the budget from this week in a lot more detail and also sort of discuss how it impacts Australian expats. So it'll be on Wednesday uh, commencing at 6.30 p.m. and I'll look to put the, the link to register for the webinar in the show notes, but If you're unable to make the the scheduled time, uh, 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday, still do register, as we'll definitely be sending a recording of the the webinar to to those that have registered as well via email. So that's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for listening.